0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and cat lover. So, today is my spooky black cat episode, and I have Layla Morgan Wild with me. She is super interesting, a black cat advocate, and has lots of things that she wants to share with us. And I thought we could kind of talk with her a little bit about how black cats got kind of the bad reputation that they have because obviously that is completely untrue. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with Layla. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio.
0: Let's talk pets on petliferadio.com.
1: Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. As I said, I have Layla Morgan Wild here with me. Hi, Layla. Hi, Cat. And this is our 100th episode. So it's kind of special to me and obviously to my producer, Mark. And so Layla is an exciting and interesting guest. And I want you to tell my listeners, Layla, all about you because there is a lot to tell.
0: Well, there is a lot to tell. However, I do want to focus on my passion, which is about black cat adoption. So yeah, just technically, I am a black cat expert. I've been blogging since 2011. Cat Wisdom 101, but I'm a long-time cat rescue person. I founded the Annex Cat Rescue in Canada, which is a large charity now. That was 25, 26 years ago. And black cats have always been, was my first cat was black, my last special soul cat was black, and I, I wrote a book about it. And so, yeah, I think what really got me into trying to change superstitions, change mythology. Dr. Cat, did you know that this year, 2022, I should say, we are going to spend collectively in the U.S. $700 million on Halloween pet costumes? Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had heard that, but I didn't ever have a number to it.
0: No, it's mind-blowing. So think about it. So we have the power as consumers to impact not only what people are buying what people are celebrating but how let's say an animal like a black cat how is it being depicted how is it being viewed by the public on social media so it's been a double-edged sword so since i founded black cat awareness month oh god five years ago now so there's been a lot of growth a lot of change a lot of really positive stuff but at the same time a lot of the old myths, look at the iconography, look at the designs, It's changing, but some of the old negative ones are still there. You look at the black cat with the, you know, the spitting and snarling and the red eyes and the hunchback and, you know, um, the embodiment of evil. Right. So whether it's a costume or whether it's, you know, a design on, you know, the millions of things that are being produced these days. So I think we're really seeing the positive and the negative.
1: Well, I agree and actually I learned a lot from reading some of the things that you've put out about black cats and and so it goes back even further than I thought it went. The link of black cats to the occult. Can you kind of start down the path of of where that sort of
0: began? Yeah, it's a really long and rocky and convoluted road. So, if we're looking at the actual history of black cats, evil, witches, Satanism, all of that, it does go back to the Catholic Church and specifically Pope Gregory the Ninth in twelve thirty three. It was a, a papal bull, a formal decree saying, stating that black cats were the embodiment of the devil. Now, keep in mind, there were people that were making confessions. Yes, um, you know, I am worshiping the devil and the black cat and all of that. and They're being tortured. These confessions are under torture. And what a lot of people don't know, then when this happened, it was almost like a split second, you know, bad news travels fast. And we're talking about most people were, they weren't able to read. They certainly didn't have any inkling of anything like the internet. But news traveled. Okay. So black cats, bad. So as soon as there was a sighting of one or anyone having one or associated with one, they were lumped immediately into the camp of evil, witchcraft, all of that. And so people started killing cats, all cats, not just black. And that. Not only began the beginning of the witch hunt, but it also very closely followed by the Black Plague, right? And the black cats and all the other cats were blamed initially for all the deaths, all that disease. But in fact, of course, we know now there was the rats and the rats were able to multiply because all the cats who normally killed them were being killed. So talk about irony. So there's that. You know, the more I've I been thinking about this lately, and, you know, everything comes to light in October, I'm thinking of how checkered and ironic how we've come full circle. So we had the witch hunt, which, of course, the burning not only of the cats, but the witches as well, and how crazy all of that was. And, you know, how, when we think about the world that we live in now, how superstitions are still so alive, you know, and it comes down to, you know, why are we afraid of something? Why do we say something is bad without even like thinking about why is it bad? And so I think the root of all superstitions, including black cats is ignorance. It's not knowing. And when we don't know something, we fear it you know, something, you know, a black cat, a shadow, they're not even visible at at night, right? Their little eyes are glowing and, and it's spooky. So we don't know, right? And in those days, people didn't read, they weren't educated. So, and that's where it all comes from, whether it's race, religion, philosophy, where do all our beliefs come from? So that's kind of where I'm going with that.
1: But we know that, like in Egypt, cats were valuable and kind of worshipped. Do you think that possibly these early Catholic church
0: hierarchy, they wanted to just, just be different from that? No, I think there's absolutely no difference at all. Again, yes, there is something to do with religion. But when you really look at the whole Catholic church not just about the cats, not just about witchcraft. It's really a suppression of women. Uh, It's a suppression of power. It's a suppression of direct revelation. Uh, Anyone who's into shamanism, as I am, we don't need an intermediary. We don't need a priest to, to go to confession to connect with God. It's direct. And so, the catholic church was very threatened by anybody that could possibly not need the priests and so and there's a wonderful documentaries on this lots of books written about it as well if anyone is interested including something called the burning times anyone who was a feminist would really appreciate knowing the history of that but yeah so in terms of egypt keep in mind Originally, only the very wealthy, the pharaohs and the royalty and and all of that were able to own a cat. And black cats in particular were revered because they were linked with a whole cult, actually, the cult of Bast or Bastet. And she was the goddess of abundance and fertility and magic and and all of that. So there was a link there. But keep in mind, of course, you know, um, this is pre-Christian. And uh, ironically, too, while all this was going on and, you know, they're, they're adored and all of that, cats were also being bred and killed in Egypt as sacrifices. So, again, there's always this weird double-edged sword. Yes, we love them, but yes, we're going to now kill them because we want to sacrifice them to the goddess Bast. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I go on about this all day. It's just so ironic. People are
1: so interesting. And like you said, bad news travels fast. So this sort of took a hold, I think. But now, you know, we even sort of have fun with it. And we do costumes and we do decorations and things. So you wrote a book about black
0: cats. Can you tell us about your book? Sure, absolutely. So it's uh, Black Cats Tell All Inspiring Tales and Images. It was really, I started to Google what was out there is there anything positive? There was nothing. The first thing that pops up, and it's all changed in the last few years since my book came out, there was Edgar Allan Poe, black cat, you know, you know, murder and all those negative, horrible things about what a black cat was doing. I'm going, no, I, we need to change the whole mindset here of, of that. So I set out to do a project of really positive black cat stories and fun, beautiful, friendly images, Not you no know, arched backs and, you know, spitting faces and all of that. And one thing led to another and And it became this huge global project. So there ended up being over 100 black cats from all over the world. So these are real black cats in dozens of countries. And the stories are all written from the cat's perspective so they're all writing i mean some of them are really funny and silly and and some of them are just truth telling about the crazy stuff that happened to them while they were adopted and all of that but they're entertaining and the main message i wanted to relay this is positive these cats are great they are more than deserving to be adopted and so it's set out to be that. The book is now kind of a classic. But the thing that I'm most proud of is because, again, of social media. So I launched Black Cats of IG on Instagram a few years back, but in the four or five years since then, Black Cat accounts on Instagram and now TikTok as well have proliferated. I mean, so the news is getting out there and all these amazing black cats are, you know, they've all got their accounts and they're sharing their photos, and all the messaging is just wonderful. So.
1: Well, I love them, obviously, and I especially love black cats. And I have a lot of black cat patients, which they're special and they're wonderful. So there's no downside. So you're saying that there was actually like a document in the 1200s that declared cats to be uh, satanic. Is that legally, what you Legally,
0: legally. This was a legal document from the Pope. And because people couldn't read, it's like the rumor
1: game, right? Somebody exactly. told somebody. And just, exactly it's like social media today. Exactly. <laughs> Only a little bit slower. So, oh, yeah. um, so why did you originally delve into your love of cats? Or why do you love cats? Do you have a, a cat lover story?
0: I have a million cat lover stories. I call myself 100% cat. I did actually have a dog at one point. And I do love dogs and I love all animals. But for me, it's all about the cats and always have been since I was a very, very young child. So um, actually, my first cat book was a picture book on cats when I was like a toddler. So yeah, it uh, started early and it kind of never stopped. I am kind of a born psychic and intuitive and I feel that cats somehow are a little more sensitive. Um, I can communicate with them more easily. And they're just been my friends, my little my little familiars. Uh, my entire life. And definitely, I'm an animal communicator as well. So, I can I can kind of tune in to see what's going on with an animal in the way that, you know, uh, let's say a veterinarian can. And it's really nice to combine both this more mystical approach with solid, of course, Western medicine when when need be. So yeah, it's nice to see more veterinarians uh, kind of be more open to other forms of communication, you know, whatever works.
1: Absolutely. You know what, I think, well, this is just my opinion, but I think the fact that cats are very sensitive might be part of why this kind of spread like it did because cats are so independent and they don't fall on you and and they're just not dogs but I think we have begun to embrace that I mean that is what I love about cats when a cat comes running to me when I enter the exam room it makes me feel even more special than when a dog does and maybe that's crazy
0: but that's how I feel yeah I agree because I mean the dogs are always going to be wagging no matter no matter what's going on whereas a cat you have to kind of earn their trust right? I think they're, they're able to read people so quickly and easily. It's like they have a discernment. Someone walks into the room, you know they're gonna check you out do i like you do i not like you whereas a dog might you know maybe they might be a little fearful or aggressive or what have you they're gonna be usually ah, hi here i am tongue wagging so yeah i think they are more intuitive that way and certainly and that whole myth of cats being you know standoffish or loners or independent? Yes and no. I mean, I've had the biggest, suckiest, you know, cats that are constantly wanting attention and being underfoot and sleeping under the covers and, you know, being affectionate like like a dog and then some. So again, another stereotype. Yes, a lot of cats are independent, but a lot of them are not. And so there are as many types of cats as there are, you know, people. But definitely, in terms of black cats, you know, the studies of uh, how their genetics have evolved and how they tend to be actually a little more healthy in terms of their their DNA. There's not an accident. People are always going on, and there's no reliable studies or stats about. The shelter adoption rates, all of that to do with black cats. Um, some people say, oh, yeah, you know, it's 50% less or whatever. I don't think so. But anecdotally, every person I talk to that works or volunteers in a shelter always says, yep, we got a lot of black cats. <laughs> always have. Um, you know, it's just Across the board, they are often the first to be euthanized and often the last to be adopted. Um, are they? Is are these stats changing? I'd like to think so. I don't know. What do you think? I would like to think so too. And there just
1: are a lot of black cats. And and of course, there are a lot of homeless animals because people maybe aren't responsible or, you know, whatever the reason. Well, I want to take a a quick break, but I want to come back and talk a little bit more about how people can find you and learn more. And so we'll be right back after a quick break. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's
0: not your food. purchase your cat tree tray today go right now to cat tree that's cat tree tray.com c-a-t-t-r-e-e-t-r-a-y.com let's talk pets let's talk pets on pet life radio pet life radio
1: pet life radio, pet life radio. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. Layla Morgan Wild and I are exploring all things black cats. And I also want to give all of my listeners, because, you know, here at Nine Lives, we have sort of a, a special interested audience that is a particularly a cat-loving crowd. So um, I want to talk about how we can find out more from Layla, because she has lots of things going on, as well as Black Cats Tell All book and Black Cat Awareness Month. So where can they find you, Layla, if they want to learn more about you?
0: Absolutely. Probably the quickest and easiest way is Black Hats of IG on Instagram or Cat Wisdom 101. My blog will pop up. I've got an archive of over 2,000 articles on everything to do with cats. So, um, yeah, 12 years of archives. And yeah, this month, all the articles are going to be about black cats.
1: So I have another little quirky thought that I want to get your opinion on, because I think that maybe money is sort of the root of all evil. Like they say, do you think there was a role maybe in the church with funding to um, to keep <laughs> that myth going?
0: Yeah, I mean, oh boy, I'm going to get into trouble here, but... <laughs> You know, there's always been a link with the church and money. The whole witch hunt, in fact, a lot of people might not know, it was a huge money-making industry. So think about it. So there's an old woman. She's got a cat. She lives alone. Mm, Must be a witch. Okay. Let's arrest her. Okay. The person arresting her is making money. The person who houses her in the jail makes money. The person who is buying the food to feed the woman is making money. The person who is judging her is making money. The person who is torturing her is making money. (laughs) So, So there's this whole cottage industry around the accusation, arrest, and trial of the witch. This, again... Every country in Europe, I can't speak to the U.S., and we didn't have much. We had Salem, but that was really such a tiny, tiny microcosm of the whole witch hunt collectively, which did, you know, cover, you know, a few hundred years. So, yeah, definitely there's a money-making component. Well, I, you know,
1: I think maybe people do not realize that back in the olden days, I guess, people would actually pay their priests to bless them. So, uh, yes. if the priest said, Oh, a black cat is evil, and there were lots of black cats, that seems like a money making proposition. I don't know. I just wanted to see what you
0: thought. Yeah, I think that's totally plausible. You know, when you look at the history of, of art history, the rich patrons would pay someone to paint the portrait and then donate money to the church, or there'd be, you know, a lot of scandalous behavior going on. Well, we'll just, you know, pay someone to have this mural for the church painted. So yeah, those kinds of transactions were always going on and they've been going on for hundreds of years. So definitely, you know, cats can certainly be part of it. But I'd say probably more the female, the woman who loves cats because they were, you know, a single woman automatically was branded a witch she didn't have a man. Okay, what's wrong with her? You know, she doesn't have children. Oh, what's wrong with her? She has a cat. So definitely something is off there,
1: right? Well, but I think we're changing it, right? I mean, obviously, education, education has come a long way. And we're not in the dark ages anymore. But um, it's still kind of interesting to think about the thought processes and the things and, and sort of, I mean, I guess fun to learn the history of that. So um, I really am grateful for you. you taking the time to come and talk again for my listeners. Cat Wisdom 101 is an obvious resource. If you guys want some more information, please do not forget that October is Black Cat Awareness Month, and you probably should go out and read Layla's book, Black Cats Tell All, because Those are positive stories, and we've been kind of uh, downers today, (laughs) so I want to bring back some positive that all of you guys
0: can learn and, and grow from. Thank you so much, Layla. Thank you, Kat. And absolutely, let's leave on a very positive note. And hey, if you are thinking of adopting a cat, think black.
1: Absolutely. I've had lots of black cats over the years and they were all very, very special to me. And obviously every cat is special to me, but I really appreciate your time today and always like to thank my amazing producer, Mark Winter, and my listeners who made this 100th episode really possible. Thank you all for your time and I hope you go out and have a perfect day.